All right, we have another person with us. The man, the myth, the legend. Hashtag I know Mitch. I've seen this guy come a long way. I'm so proud of him, and we have him here today. He is in the building, ladies and gentlemen. I promise you, you get to hear everything in the homeless millionaire from the Mitch side. Welcome to the Mitch Chronicles. Hey, guys. Hope you're doing well. Pleasure to be here. All right, Mitch. So let's jump into this. Some of the questions that I was having with uh, the other people who were really instrumental in the homeless millionaire story was when you were going through the story again, when I was kind of chronicling everything just day in and day out, what, what was your favorite part when you were listening to what we went through and you're like, Oh, I totally forgot about that. Or you're like, I can't believe we made it through that. Like what was kind of the one big revealing thing for you where you're like, Holy crap. You know what I mean? What's your Holy smokes moment? Wow, there's a lot of holy crap moments. <laughs> yeah, we had more than a few. Over the course of time. Man, um, I think, in my opinion, the whole transition from going from Denver to Boulder and, of course, being homeless. That was a wonderful time. <laughs> so I've got to ask you, with, with, the, with the whole homeless situation going, because we really hit our, our homeless stride. We got, we got our homeless stripes right when Zach and Ashley got together. So I've got to ask you, you are literally sitting there, the only person who who doesn't have a girl next to him. So it's like you're watching these two couples and then there's Mitch. Did you ever feel like the the fifth wheel or or how how did what what was your kind of vibe on that cuz looking back on it I'm like, man, that must have been so interesting cuz at least like we had someone to confide in at the end of the night. And I just, I almost think that it, it might've been even harder for you to endure that, which is pretty amazing if you think about it. But Mm -hmm. what were some of the things that were going through your mind? Like these assholes, if they keep kissing in front of me here, like, like (laughs) how did you cope with some of that stuff? Because I mean, you stayed so strong through it. And I mean, you've had one of the best attitudes of anyone that I've ever really seen if life was going normal. But we were going through the hardest stuff that I've ever seen anybody go through. But yet your attitude was literally amazing. So how, like, how are you coping with that? What are like some of the things you were going through on the inside that you were fighting against? Or are you really just that happy all the dang time? <laughs> um, great question. Um, a little background about myself, just growing up, I'd always felt like the lone wolf and just had people going in and out of my life all the time. And I was just getting used to it. And it was just really easy for me just to talk to people, but also just be able to cope things myself and just stay strong. And like you said, I'm pretty much like the happiest person alive. So I do a really Accurate. good job of just staying positive all the time too. But I know it's, it's hard to do that all the time because I've definitely had some times where just break down and I didn't really have many people around me. But with this group that we have here, and like Greg has said before, like if you want to be the best in the world, you have to have the best team in the world. And with these guys, I had an incredible friendship. I was able to call them my brother, my sister, to be like the best family that well, life in general, like you need you can't do it, you can't do it alone. Like you need people behind you that's gonna push you to motivate you to be your best in pretty much anything you do, especially in the music industry. But I gotta say it's an absolute pleasure to have these guys in my life because I 
well, they're the best friends I wish I had, and I do, which is amazing. Yeah. And when it comes back to when Ashley and Zach got together, they were definitely, well, you know, the whole thing about how opposites attract much those two, because they were not fans of each other. <laughs> Isn't that at the all. truth? <laughs> and then when it happened, I was like, dude, mind blown. What just happened? And I was like, all right, well, I guess I'll just be the fifth wheel yeah. all the time. So it's been a wonderful time so far. Well, I'm gonna say that we've we've I I just know that it can't be easy, but just the fact that like I don't know, I just I really sense that you are having so much fun with us and being a part of the the team and and I know that we've had like like conversations about it. Like, man, like should we be like less lovey dovey in front of Mitch or this, that, and the other? And like you're the most encouraging, positive person that I've literally ever met. And I, I think that if you ever knew you were the reason that like maybe we were less emotional towards the people that like we loved and everything, that would probably make you more mad than if we were less mushy in front of you you know what i mean you just want us to be happy you want everyone to be happy yeah pretty much <laughs> so how do you how do you, where does that come from how do you how are you in just such good spirits all the time i think that's so incredible every time i see you cuz i know that leading this company has definitely put a toll on me multiple times and every time you see the like when i'm really really gone through it what's the first thing you say well, man, if you don't get this, oh, come on. I'm going to, I'm going to hug. Yep. There you go. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm going to let this roll until you get it. Cause you always mm -hmm. tell me that you you need a hug. Yep. <laughs> Even though you're like a foot taller than me. So it's always awkward. I feel like I'm, I'm hugging Shaq, but <laughs> yeah, it's all good. And then when you don't want a hug, I just come and give you a hug anyways. Cause I know you need one. So that's the we're truth. good. I can attest to all of these things. That's just who Mitch is. He, he, he wants everyone to be the best version of themselves and he always wants to help. And I know for a fact that even though even though you might from a business standpoint, because from like a company standpoint, you're almost the face of the company at this point. But internal business, I know sometimes maybe mm -hmm. you might you might seem like or maybe other people in the company seem that you're seem seem to think that maybe you're not as important. I know it sounds bad to say that way, but um, I mean, I can definitely say right now, there's no way if Mitch wasn't with us, there's no way we would have been able to build this company the way we did. And I know that you're every bit as important as any one of us. And that doesn't just go from the fact that you helped us in so many ways, like get to this point. It's very much from the fact that day in and day out, that attitude and you helping me and then also your ideas. And like, I mean, we were just sitting in the conference room at the country club the other day and you had all these plans and you were just saying, Hey, like I'm, I'm there. And I mean, we really, we lean on you probably more than you even realize. And I know more than other people realize, but I can definitely attest to that and say right now that you are instrumental in what the KMG life is and is becoming. And I think having you here is is just such a blessing. I know that maybe 
I know a little bit of this has just been kind of cathartic for me because I get to talk to you guys about how much you mean to me because I know that I am nothing without you guys. I could not have done this without you guys. And talking to each of you individually and just letting you know, hey, I mean, there's no way we would have done this without you. And that's our team. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we have some of the most crazy stories, just incredible, crazy, amazing stories. And I just think that I'm the luckiest quote unquote leader alive to have found people like you. And and I want you to know the same way that I lead you and help you. You've done the same for me, man. You really have. That's just the truth. Um, but anyway, let's get out of the mushy stuff. I kind of like him. He's a dope person. Um, oh, let's, thank you. <laughs> well, let's, let's talk about some of the really specific things that happened in the homeless millionaire. Let's, Let's talk about when the microburst hit us. What was like what was your initial thought when you're like, ooh, everything exploded? Like what what were you thinking when all of that's going down? Man, that was a definitely another crazy time because I was definitely on site when that happened too. I was like, oh, what's going on with the gear? Is everything on fire? Is everything okay? What's going on? And then um just knowing that everybody was okay and that we have some big plans, I guess, in the works was just really exciting for me. And I know um, I'm also a very religious person mm -hmm. and I definitely believe in God. I just know that he has a plan for us no matter what. Dude, I was, I think that that is, I mean, honestly, I used to really believe in God and I stopped believing in, well, not, not, not believing in God, but I just, you could not pay me to go to church. You know what I mean? And that was kind of the big turning point in my life because we were getting evicted. We didn't know what we were going to do. Mm -hmm. We, there's no way we had enough money to move and get into a, a better facility and to have a microburst happen and have everything go down the way it was is there's no way that it's not God. I just, you cannot tell me that we're lucky. You cannot tell me that we are you cannot tell me that we are just, I mean, we're blessed. It, like blessed and lucky are two different things. And and it was funny because I remember very clearly looking at Kayla and saying, we should start going to church because either God is going to show us his blessing and, and his grace and get us to go to church or he's going to give us, or he's going to take everything away and give us no place to turn but him. And I say, I'd rather say thank you right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're going back to church every Sunday. There you go. Oh, it's just, it's just, it's amazing. I'm just glad I was able to recognize the blessing instead of him saying, all right, well, man, I'll take everything away. So I'm the only thing left in your life. <laughs> there you go. Um, let's talk about the house, man. When we first got the house and we had this huge undertaking, what, uh, what were some of your thoughts? What were some of the things that scared the crap out of you? What were some of the things you went through? All that good stuff. Man, there was so much suspense when we were at the house. It was like, all right, are we getting ready to turn on the heat? What's going to happen? <laughs> and then we're getting ready to turn on the electricity. What's going to happen? And then we're going to get ready to turn on the water. And then, oh, my God. <laughs> and then, oh, my God is right. Oh, yeah. And it was just so crazy. But what's cool is that we banded together and we made things work out. Yeah. Even though we had to fix so many pipes and so many outlets and pretty much the entire house, which yeah. that, again, that was a wonderful time. Yeah. But um, 
Another thing too, I am terrible when it comes to replacing outlets. I got electrocuted so many times, and then <laughs> Thor, of course, had to go back through and redo all of them. That's why it took so long. But at least I tried. But definitely a lot of life lessons that I yeah. didn't learn in college, <laughs> yeah. and I definitely feel like I adulted so fast right there. <laughs> yeah, that's a violent shove into adulting. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I think that. Okay, so let's let's talk about a couple other things. Let's talk about the Harry Potter night, the the night where we were all sleeping in the same room because we needed we needed heat and we couldn't heat the whole house. Mm-hmm. Um, am I correct in saying because I know that this was it was like this for me, even though we had plumbers say that there's no way we're going to be able to fix this house. We had water everywhere. We didn't have any heat. We um, we had a porta potty outside. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, but when I went to bed that night, because I had you guys with me and we were all going it together, I actually slept like a baby. I I mean, that was the first time in a long time that I actually had peace when I fell asleep. And I think we were all kind of that way. Yeah, we worked our butts off. So maybe we were just asleep from exhaustion. But I also just knew we were going to be okay. That That was kind of the turning point for me when I knew that things were going in the right direction. I mean, would would you say that, that that's the same for you? Oh, yeah. I definitely agree. Because over the course of time of just moving from Denver to Boulder, it was so much work. Just every day, 24 hours, just oh, yeah. moving, construction, tearing down. Trying to figure oh, out where, where are we going to sleep tonight? Mm-hmm. Where are we? What are we gonna eat tonight? Is it a hotel? Is it our car? Are we go, are we driving all the way home? Are we sleeping in the studio? Like, we've we've been through insane stuff together. Yeah, it's definitely been a, a crazy adventure, but that's what makes life so exciting. Yeah, is being able to go through life experiences like that. Yeah. All right, let's talk about this porta potty, man. Uh, for for what it was probably about a week or probably more. It was more than a week, like. Probably 10 days. I, th- I think so. Yeah. And it was the coldest winter. Nothing like this winter. This winter has been easy peasy. Oh, yeah. I wish it was like this. <laughs> but I think that like there was multiple days in a row where we were definitely in negative. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, when nature calls in the middle of the night, get buttoned up, man. And then you and I, we, <laughs> you, me, and Thor <laughs> would... <laughs> We would drive to the truck stop. Do you remember that? Oh yeah. And we would take turns <laughs> blowing up the bathroom, but we would <laughs> we would never want to sit next to each other. But we would all have to go so bad. Do you remember the? Oh yeah, and it's nice and close to the house, which is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I oh cannot God. believe I totally forgot about that. Um, let's talk about starting this school. What uh, what are some of the things? What are what's the most difficult thing that you've gone through in starting the school, and uh, what's the most rewarding thing that you've gone through? Give me kind of the the thing that you're like, holy crap, this was way harder than I thought, and give me something where you're just like, it's so worth it. And I know that we have a lot of worth it moments, mm-hmm. but I'm just I'm really interested, especially because. 70% of all of our students, when we ask them, hey, how did you hear about us? And I mean, we're spending money on Facebook ads. We're spending money on Google ads. Freaking 70% of them are like, oh, so I was talking to Mitch. 
uh, oh, so I met Mitch. Uh, so Mitch hit me up. Uh, so I was really good friends with Mitch. And then the one time it wasn't you, it was your grandpa. So it's like, <laughs> so what, what is like the rewarding thing for you? Because I mean, dude, you know, everybody like what are, what are, what's the thing that was difficult versus the thing that's rewarding. I, I I'd really like to get your perspective on that. Yeah, definitely. Um, so for me, I wasn't a very big fan of school in general. And my background's pretty interesting, but we'll touch base on that later No, let, on. It, let him know. Let him know. Oh, man. All right. So I uh, went to school for nursing. Okay. And for sur surgical technology. And so I pretty much was in the middle of the medical field. And I got what, to- What kind of surgeries were, were, you, uh, were you working on, man? Probably some of the- nastiest surgeries everything from brain surgery spine surgery heart knee replacement i delivered a baby <laughs> you have brought a baby into this world that is awesome oh yeah it was pretty crazy and some of the things i've seen was just no wonder you watch walking dead all the time yep you're I like this is nothing <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah and i got to like just touch some crazy things when it comes to like gross things it just doesn't phase me at all you and I are so different. It bro, it, I I cut my finger and I can't look at the blood. I'm not even kidding. Like if I like get a paper cut, I'm like, mm -mm, I can't look at it. Mm -hmm. And and I'll be like, Kayla, get me one of my Star Wars Band-Aids. Yes, I have Star Wars Band-Aids. That's awesome. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, continue. Let me, let me know. But yeah, so when I was in school, I was, oh my goodness, it was so much work. I was waking up at four o'clock in the morning every day, Monday through Saturday, Going to do clinicals from then to 5 p.m. And then I'll go to work at Panera part-time until close. And then I bring back a bunch of food and give the entire team diabetes because that was a wonderful time. <laughs> but that was just killing me. And the stress was ridiculous as well. And um, there's been a few instances that I feel God was telling me, he's like, this is not for you. You need to go for something else. And then that's when I knew that music was for me and it was my passion it was really my everything as well so music truly is life and so going into building this school like i didn't really know what to do because i didn't know what my real place was i know i was really really good at talking to people and networking and that was my specialty there but just over the course of time like i didn't know what my main purpose at the school and the facility was and so over the course of time, I started taking other things like tours to trying to sell somebody their life and their yeah. career over programs in the school to doing event coordinating to A&R to just so much more too. So I felt like my position was a lot of different things. I yeah, had a lot everything. of different hats too. Yeah, you got a lot of hats for sure. Oh yeah. And it's been an incredible journey and experience over the course of these past couple of years, like four years since I met you. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Time flies. Dude, that is insane. Four years. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and we our friendship was definitely forged in the heart of battle. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. And then when it comes to the most rewarding thing about starting the school was just seeing these kids, even though one of our kids is 65. That's an old kid. But <laughs> just seeing them just completely turn into a completely different person and just seeing them really pursue their dreams. And probably like the biggest accomplishment was to be able to send one of our students to Nashville mm -hmm. to get in place in industry to have help him just really help him pursue what he've always wanted to do is pursue music and just helping people 
make their dreams come true is probably the most rewarding thing ever. So recap, the hardest thing, finding your place. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And the most rewarding thing is just watching watching people do what they were born to do, use their gifts for something. That's awesome, man. So what's next for Mitch? Uh-oh. Well, take over the world, of course, <laughs> but... Um, See, this you can't say stuff like that. That's why people out there think that we're a cult. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, we are going to take over the world. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But I think the next thing for me is just really focus on myself. Awesome. And the main thing I want to do from there is just start, I guess, learning more about leadership. And for myself personally, I'm also a bass player. I've been playing bass for a long He's time. He's the best bass player. Oh, get out of here. Thank you. <laughs> like since I was like six or something like that. The best. God. And so um, I've had people ask me. Best. Oh, God. <laughs> I've had people ask me like, how do you play bass like that? And for me personally, it's like, I don't know how to teach how I play. And so, um, I mean, you've got, you've literally got music in like, I, it's like oozing out of you. Like music is a part of you. Mm -hmm. I've, I've been on stage with you multiple times and you and I are always the ones who are down to jump up and down and be fools because we have more music than we know what to do with. And it's time to jump up and down and be fools. Yes. (laughs) And I, I see that Mm -hmm. it's, and so so would you say like you're going to kind of focus that a little bit more? Really yes. understand what's inside of you? That's mm-hmm. cool. And just being able to teach people like how I go about talking to people, like not being so nervous, breaking the ice, um, scheduling tours, marketing, sales, just everything that I do and just kind of teach people how to be Mitch. Mitch. <laughs> nice. There's nothing wrong with that. But this is not rehearsed, by the way. We are literally just sitting here having a conversation. So we, <laughs> we've oh, got yeah. a couple uncanny moments. So that's cool, like working on leadership, working on uh, on things like that. Um, what's your – what would you say is your personal achievement for um, just the last four years? What's like the one thing that you're like – Mitch did this. Like, what is the one thing where you're just like, I'm so proud of this? Oh man, that's a that's a hard question. <laughs> I know. But <clears throat> if if I do a hard question, I, I always say, What is the one thing that you would tell yourself a year ago to make your life better today? Oh. Now that's a hard question because you're yeah. like, uh, I gotta think about that. Like, that's a, that's a lot of but different if, things. If, <laughs> if 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 you were like, if if someone said, you know what? You can only tell me one thing about the last four years of your life. What would you say? Wow. Um, I guess just my personality. Because like over the course of these four years, I have just grown so much. And I've had people like Zach, I mean Thor. Yeah, Greg, that's that's definitely yeah. Thor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Greg, Ashley, Kayla, just help me just through life and just be the best that I can be was through um, just how to talk to people or to just self-improvements, humility, respect, and just just helping me grow over this course these past couple of years. And I remember um, before the end of the year, Greg was telling me that you were almost there. You don't quite get it yet. 
And I believe this year I was able to make that happen. And I just made my entire life right there too. Yeah, there were still there's still a few Mitch isms that would happen from time to time. And yeah, I rem- I actually remember that conversation. And I also, um, without getting into specifics, but I do remember there was three specific things, which, which I'll tell you about later, because a couple of them are pretty personal, but uh, there were three specific things that really made me eat those words. And I knew that you were every bit on the level that I was. And I, I'm excited because I, I think that we finally, and I, I actually say this all the time to people. I say, okay, well, you know what? I moved here and I was homeless seven years ago and I had no money. I had no credit. I had no friends. I didn't have any gear. I didn't know anybody in this town. I was not established. Imagine what I'm going to do in the next seven years because I've got the best team in the world. We got oh, yeah. a great facility. We're moving forward and now momentum is there and because of our team because the people are really everything because of our team i think i think that we now if people think that what we've done is great <clears throat> if if people think that what we've done now is great i would put forward that i think that we've only just put our foundation down i don't even think we've started building whatever our real building is mm-hmm. and it's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. So from the homeless millionaire, then what's your one takeaway, man? Give me, give me one takeaway that you would just say, Hey, like if that story teaches you one thing, maybe a couple things if you need be, but if it teaches you one thing, whether it's you listening to it, you reliving it. If you're someone else who's just listening to it for the first time, what is a a takeaway that you can take away from that story that you think hits home? Oh, man. So I think the number one, I have like 10 in my head, but I think in my opinion, number one is to always have faith. That's that's good. And that's huge because like over the course of the story of The Homeless Millionaire, there's lots and lots of different ideas and um, experiences of how we just never gave up. And just having faith and just believing in the KMG life, but also believing in um, God just helped us get through all of it. Yeah. Wow. Faith. I think that might've just been the best answer because a, a lot of the, a lot of the answers have been perseverance, mm-hmm. um, which is interesting because can you really have true perseverance without faith? Probably no. not. Wow. I think Mitch just shut it down for us Ooh. guys. Woo. Like you're probably thinking of like he's gonna say positivity all the way. I was like, yeah, that was one of them. <laughs> I was thinking, I was thinking positivity, perseverance, the people around you. But the thing is, is you have to have faith to be positive. You have to have faith to have perseverance. You have to have faith in the people around you. You have to have faith in what you're doing. And it goes back to that saying that believing is seeing. Oh yes. Seeing is not believing. By the way, that's Santa Claus 2, if you want to figure out where I got that quote from. But there's also another quote from, uh, I don't know, this little book called The Bible that says, you you walk by faith and not by sight. And that's, that's what it boils down to. We walked in the truth that, and that's what the millionaire, the, the homeless millionaire really is. 
It is about a mindset. You're a homeless millionaire. I'm a homeless millionaire. There's a million different entrepreneurs out there right now that are homeless millionaires. And the homeless millionaire is not about going from being homeless to having a million dollars. It's about always having that million dollar idea and that million dollar perseverance, that million dollar faith. Have faith that you're capable of what you know that you can do. You know what's inside of you and you are just going to you're just going to walk your path and you're going to show the world what's inside of you. And and it goes back. One of the things that I'll, I'll kind of end on is going back to a story that I love to kind of hammer this home with is when I was in high school, and I know that you heard this story before, but I think it just with the faith side of things, it really helps. When I was in high school, I really wanted to bench 300 pounds. I wanted to be in the 300 pound club because that means you're cool. It also means all the girls are like, ooh, sneaky hey. peek. Um, <laughs> um, well, the thing is, is when I started doing that, I was 15. I said, all right, man, check this out. I'm going to throw up this weight, dog. I grabbed 300 pounds. And oh, my God, I thought I was going to have a, like a hernia and an aneurysm and an ulcer all at the same time because I couldn't even budge the thing. But for the next two and a half years, I was able to eat a ton of food, work out a bunch, and I kept at it and I kept at it. And I kept at it and I kept at it. And it goes back to when I tell people, look, it never, ever gets easier. You get stronger. So my question is, is when I was 17 and I grabbed 300 pounds and I put it up, I dropped it to my chest and I pushed it back up and I, I was in the 300 pound club. I was able to lift 300 pounds from when I was 15 to when I was 17, did that 300 pounds get any lighter? I got stronger. And the thing is, God was just preparing us for what we were about to go through. God was just making us strong enough to take down our biggest dreams. God was making us so strong that we could achieve anything. So basically, I guess the analogy is, is God is a great weight room. Anyway, I figured I'd just end on a little bit of hilarity. But uh, remember, it it doesn't get easier. You get stronger. Find the right people. Find the right perseverance. Find find something to hang on to and uh, have faith. Uh, Mitch, thank you so much for enduring this last four years. I know we've got 40 more, 80 more, 100 more. And uh, I'm going to get you on here way more often. I, I said this with literally everyone, but I forget how great you guys are and how instrumental you are. So we, we're we going to have like once a month, we're going to have the Mitch Chronicles. I feel like, are, are you down with that? Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm down. Sounds so. wonderful. <laughs> well, anyway, thank you so much, Mitch. And uh, we're going to see you real soon. Sounds great. See you guys later. <laughs>